Blog Talk Radio. Oh. 
Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. If you believe there's no other name, no other name under the heaven. Come on. Welcome our online audience. Those of you watching on Facebook and YouTube, 
we thank you for tuning in with us live on all of our streams and platforms. We are grateful for your presence. Go ahead and drop us a little line in the chat box. Let us know how you're feeling this morning. Go to hallelujah in the chat box. Say amen in the chat box. And for those of you in person today, give God a shout of praise in this Come on, let's just see the real worship is still clapping. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. Come on, right? We don't need no music, yes, huh? Right. Oh, my, 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 my. Watch this. Hey. When I'm at home, see, I, I don't have a Hammond B3 at home to get me happy. Okay, all right. I don't got a drum set. I, I ain't got a saxophone player. I ain't got nobody in my house that can make me happy. But I got a praise down on the inside. I don't need no music. Yes, sir. Woo! Mama, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Woo, Jesus. All right, all right. Let me get to the scripture. All right, all right. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The scripture today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. We have a plethora of scripture. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, yeah. starting at chapter eighteen. Matthew chapter eighteen. Matthew eight chapter eighteen. Going to be starting at the first verse. I'm going to read down to about. Verse 6, again, that's the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, starting at verse 1 through 6, and then we're going to jump to 10, I believe. Yeah, we're going to jump to 10 and then to 14 in that same chapter. Amen? Matthew, chapter 18, starting at verse 1. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Still need a minute? Say, I need a minute. Amen. Amen. 
scripture reads as this. It says, at the same time, I'm reading the King James Version, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Five says, and whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. Verse 6 says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believeth in me, I were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and that he would drown in the depth of the sea. As I jump down to verse 10, verse 10 says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven the angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 14, verse 14, go with me, go with me. Verse 14 says, Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, the one that one of these little ones should perish. Go with me, go with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. He's going to preach good today, y'all. Matthew chapter 19. (laughs) Matthew chapter 19, starting at the 13th verse. Matthew chapter 19, starting at the 13th verse. Matthew chapter 19, starting at the 13th verse. Come on, come on. Shouldn't take it that long to get there. Matthew 19, starting at the 13th verse. And it reads, I'm reading 13 through 15. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them, oh God. But Jesus said, suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 15 says, and he laid his hands on them and departed thence. One more verse, y'all, one more verse. John, John, get with me, the gospel of John. Come on, come on, we writing the same there, we right there. Matt, John, John, John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. Get there, get there with me. John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. I see you turning your pages. John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. I'm reading, and it says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves, and two small fish. But what are they among so many? The word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we welcome you into this place. Yes, sir. Lord God, have your way on today, God. Right now, God, yes. let your will be done in yes. this place today, God. Inhabit the praises of your people on today, God. Send a fresh anointing in this place, God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In this place, God, we pray now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together. Give God a hand clap. Oh, come on. That's that's good enough for me. I said give God a hand clap. I don't know why you're sitting down. Give God a hand clap. Come on, put your hands together.
of Black History. We're asking all of our members to wear your African attire if you have it or your Divine Nine attire if you had it. We're going to be wearing that for the month of February. Amen? Amen? So if you are a member of the Divine Nine, you can wear your colors. I'm sure going to wear mine. Uh, if, you, if you have kente cloth or African wear, we celebrate and encourage you to do that on next Sunday uh, throughout the, the month of February. Also, we want to make mention that we were super happy and excited to hear the wonderful, wonderful uh, radio interview about Ebenezer this past Friday. Amen. Uh, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, if you got a cell phone and you didn't hear it, we can, we can text it to you. So that you can hear, we know it was a little bit tricky uh, to get a hold of it, but we have gotten comments from other pastors and people who heard the broadcast, and we are so grateful to God. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us to share uh, the, in the history of Ebenezer and what we are doing currently uh, in this community. I thank Sister Patricia Butts and Stanley Stovall, who... Who, who, who sang a cappella, and, and, and it was amazing. Y'all didn't hear it? Y'all didn't hear him sing? Oh, y'all wish I would have sang with him. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, that's what it is. 
Yeah, because I was a little bit perturbed because I didn't get a chance to join in with Stanley, but I thought I better stay in my lane since it was going out nationally. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but uh, we've gotten feedback already. Um, we've gotten feedback from people who heard it uh, who are not a part of Ebenezer, and uh, we're just hoping that God will bless all that we are doing. I know I saw Stanley this morning. Is he, where is he now? He went home sick? Okay, I know he was trying to get here. Ebenezer, uh, we had our church meeting, many of you know, on last Saturday, and Stanley mentioned that we are doing very well. As uh, We mentioned the report was that we're doing very well as far as our stewardship on the renovation project, but as far as the uh, our stewardship to the operation of the church, we need to pick it up a little bit, right? We need to pick it up a little bit, a lot of it. We need to pick it up. And we have been praying and uh, praying for that. And uh, people have been seeding. I got a note this morning via, uh, what is this, messenger from one of our members who lives in Portland. Y'all know her. She's on Bible study. And she said that she just sent to the church $500 in support of what we're trying to do for the operation of the church. And, 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 and Ebenezer, I got here this morning and uh, got a card, letter, whatever, from a person Who sent the check? Support of Ebenezer, brother chairman, you need to come get this in the amount of six thousand dollars. Now I got to give it to him, only because special handling is required. They have asked for that. They want to remain anonymous, so special handling. Ebenezer, God is blessing. And if you are not doing your part, I'm just encouraging you to do your part. Because we have to continue to be faithful with our gifts. And so we're excited. We're also excited about our Sunday school and our Bible study, particularly our Bible study. We're focused on evangelism. Uh, many of you are aware, may not be aware, that we have, we have the, form, the uh, sheets uh, for uh, uh, some things that we're going to be doing. We're calling this a Frank list, and we're going to execute what we call the blessed principle. The Frank list is friends, relatives. I'll wait till y'all stop looking who's coming in. Because I want to. The Frank list, which is friends, relatives, neighbors, acquaintances, co-workers. We're going to reach out to them, those persons in our circle. Uh, with the blessed principle, the blessed principle is uh, what we've been talking about uh, doing Bible study. We have those sheets available. The ushers have them. Um, and at the end of worship, we're going to ask that you take one. We need every member to take one. We need everyone in member to take one. And we'll be going over that uh, on Wednesday. I want to acknowledge the presence of Brother Tommy House from Mobile, Alabama, who came to worship with us. Just wave your hand. 
He's a truck driver, and one of his friends' uh, mother used to go to this church. I didn't get the name, but told him about Ebenezer, and so he could have went to a whole bunch of places, but he came here. I want to also acknowledge the presence of uh, Julian, who's a student at Northwestern University at the McGill School of Journalism. He's a student, and he wants to do a piece on Ebenezer, and so we'll be talking to him after worship. We want to greet all of you with Jesus' joy this morning. Uh, we have special guests coming, I know, next Sunday. Y'all know this is election season, right? We don't support any one person or other, but folks wanted to visit Ebenezer. So we next Sunday, there'll be a, a person here to visit Ebenezer. Uh, I see, uh, let's stand to our feet. I see uh, the Edith Eddington clan is here. I know Edith has, is celebrating a birthday. Is that correct today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for everybody that celebrates the month of February. February babies, wave your hand, wave your hand, February babies. Y'all ain't, ain't going to represent your month, February babies. I know y'all got to squeeze in Valentine's Day. Maybe I don't get all the love, but to all of you, happy birthday. Now, congregation, let's stand. Let's greet each other as we welcome and embrace each other in the house of the Lord. Amen. I see Tara here today. Praise the Lord. Good to see you. Came in from work. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
Corey Elam on drums today from Chicago State University. And I want to thank uh, Minister King and uh, Mrs. Latanya King and Ramona for the Men's Fellowship Football Championship Sunday. To the brothers that came out, we, we had a wonderful time. Who was off the chain? And and we're going to have to pray over that because we could have that every Sunday during football season. Amen. Let's continue in worship.
Y'all give him a hand clap right there. Come on. Great is your mercy toward me. Your loving kindness toward me. You should just point at yourself. Your tender mercy toward me. My God. Mm. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day after day. Then it says forever faithful towards me. Yeah. Always providing. Oh, God. Somebody got it. (laughs) Come on now. We don't look like we miss no meals in here. My, my, my. Forever faithful. Mm. Even when we ain't. Oh, God. My God. Hey, hey. Forever faithful. Amen. It is offering time. That's that's good. Y'all could have. I know we have to move on. Y'all could have gave that about two more minutes. Two more good minutes. But we're going to leave it alone. Amen. Amen. It is offering time. It's offering time, church. It's that time where you, 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 you can use your gift. You can use your gifts. Come on now. Come on now. We'll teach this one day. The Bible says your gifts will make room for you. I know y'all took that scripture one way. We didn't want to teach it the right way. Your gifts. Okay, leave it alone. We'll make room for you. Your gifts will make room for you. But if I come on, it's, it's offering time. It's that time where you can get your best gift in your hand. For those of you who are watching online, you can do that right now at EbenezerBronzeville.org. Go to the our website, EbenezerBronzeville.org. There's several ways you can give. You can go to that site, uh, hit the Give Now button, and you can go ahead and take care of your tithe and your offering. If you are uh, still have a commitment to keep, if you still have a commitment to keep, as far as the Friends of Ebenezer projects are going, you can go there as well. Just click that button that says FOE, Friends of Ebenezer, and you can go ahead and keep your commitment there as well. You can give via mobile, text to give, text to give. That number is 312-779-0146. Again, 312-779-0146. Also, you can come on by, drop by the church, or send it in the mail, 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And last but not least, you can do it via Zelle. That's right, you can Zelle or QuickPay. That number, let me do it slow, 773-960-9028. Again, Zelle the church or QuickPay, that number is 773-960-9028. Let us pray for the offering. Lord, you have been forever faithful to us. God, you have continued to show us grace and mercy. Lord God, we thank you, God, just for being God. God, we ask now that you would bless this offering. Bless both the gift and the giver. God, bless those who had a mindset to give but may not have had the resources to give. God, bless those who are giving, God, who are giving beyond what they normally would. God, even those who who, who may be struggling right now, God, we're asking right now that not only would you increase here, God, but you would increase in their homes. God, we're praying right now for increase because we trust you and we know that you can do anything but fail. You know, the word says that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. So, God, we're trusting you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. Amen. Amen.
church it is that time of the service where we make our request known unto God for those who are on our prayer list as we say often everybody on this list ain't sick they just requesting prayer and here at Ebenezer we like to do what we call intercessory prayer where we stand in the gap 
for those that might not be able to stand for themselves. Amen. So I'm going to ask right now that we're going to open up the altar. And you can make your way down to what I like to call the sacred space. I say that not just for words, but because we've seen people step down in this very area. And they made their requests known. And we've seen folks pray for surgery. And then we get a message three days later where everything worked out. We've seen folks pray for jobs. We've seen folks pray for for new homes. We've seen folks pray for families. And we've seen restoration take place right in this area. So we want to open up the altar. It don't matter where you're at. Just stretch out. Stretch out. Come on. Come on, stretch out, make it, make it easy. Come on, come on, make room, make room for folks to slide in. Y'all step up a little bit so the folks behind y'all can get in. There we go. Come on. Come on, we got room all the way around. Come on, we got room. Come on down, come on down. Come on down. The good thing about God is he has time, huh? Make your way. Come on, come on, make your way. Yeah, 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 that's right. Come on, stretch out. Grab a hand if you see one. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's power in unity. Come on, come on, come on. There's power in unity. Jones, mother of Reginald Jones, Doris Robinson, cousin of Beverly Stinson, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise and Willie Grant. We're praying this morning for Alfred Moore, Kenneth Sexton, son of Vivian Pete Al and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Sarah Billis, 
Mary Alexander, Reverend James Albert Cheney, son of Rita Cheney, Bernetta Pearson, mother of Dr. Pamela Person. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Michael Jones Jr., friend yes. of Dorothy Gibson and family. Deacon James Smith, who's in the house today. Ernestine Rowe, Lily Turner, Brenda Love, Laney Elms, Myrtle Gunn. Yes, Lord. Minnie Pegg, John Butts, Deborah Edwards, daughter of Ethel Burns, Sadie Turner, sister of Nancy Wade, Leonard Tolbert. Yes, Lord. A Johnny Clanton. Marlena Jackson and the family of Angela Williams. We're praying for Warren Bingham. We're praying for Mary Gallmeyer, one of my assistant coaches' wives. We're praying. Lord God, that we're praying today, God, for those that are standing at the altar today. Yes, sir. Come on, Reverend. Those that are standing in the aisles today. Those that are standing in their seats. Those who are sitting even, God, we're praying right now. Right now, Lord, right now, Lord. Father God, we first want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, if we had 10,000 tongues, we know it would not be enough, but we're going to holler thank you anyway. Thank you, Lord. God, when we have nothing else that we can offer you, we can offer you a thank you, Jesus, in this place. Thank you, God. Lord God, we recognize that you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and for that we gotta say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we thank you just for waking us up this morning. Yes. Come on, Reverend. God, we recognize that so many laid down last night yes, with a plan to get up and go to church this morning. Uh, but God, they did not wake up, God, but for these faithful few, you saw yes. fit, God. Thank you. To give us one more chance to come into your church house and give you glory. And for that, we said thank you. Thank you, God. God, we're praying right now, God, for those who are yet going through. God, we're praying for those who are still in the grieving process. God, we're praying for those who are still in the mourning process. We're praying for our own leading lady today, God, as she still goes through the process. God, we're praying for our pastor this morning as he's still going through the process. God, we're praying for those who have had to bury a loved one, God. We're praying right now. God, we're praying for those who still are taking care of parents on today, God. We recognize the burden that exists in that place, God, but we're praying for you today, God. We're praying for their strength today. God, we're praying for their households today. God, we're praying today for peace of mind for your people today, God. God, even our little children who sometimes get depressed, God, we're praying for you all today. God, we recognize that we don't understand what they go through as children, God. But we're asking right now, God, that you would cover them with your hands of protection today, God. Let no evil befall them on today, God. We're praying right now. God, we're praying for families today, God. We're praying that no enemy would be able to infiltrate anybody's household today, God. We're praying today, God. We're praying for marriages on today, God. We're praying for restoration between fathers and sons and mothers and daughters on today, God. We're praying. God, we're praying that any strife between siblings that may be going on anywhere in any family, we're praying right now, God, that those things would be restored. We're praying today, God. God, you know the needs of the people on that list today, God. You know what they were 
standing in need of. You know why they ask for prayer, God. And we're praying right now, God, that anything that they ask for, if it be in your will, that it would be done and it is so on today, God. Then, God, for those standing at this altar, for those standing in this sanctuary, oh, God, we're praying today. God, we're praying that every hand that's connected right now, God, that you would use your supernatural power, God, and touch them where they stand right now, God. God, we're praying that every yoke be broken right now, God. We're praying right now, God, that you would ease their minds today, God. Fill them up, God, where they're empty today, God. Oh, God, I feel this thing. Fill them up where they're empty today, God. Fill them up, God, where they're empty today, God. Fill them up today, God, where they're empty, God. Be with them as they go, God. We're praying right now, God, because we trust and believe that you can do anything but faith. Oh, God, we trust you on today. Oh, God, we love you on today. God, we know that you said in your word, if I be lifted up, him, 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 if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. Unto you. So we're lifting up the name of Jesus on today. God, we're lifting up the name of Jesus on today. We're praying right now, God. Ah. We're praying today, God, that you would just touch each and every individual today, y'all. We're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. We're praying today, God, that you would touch today, God, that you would touch today, God. We're praying. That you would touch, God, whatever they're in need of today, God. We're praying. We're praying today, God, that you would just touch, God, whatever they're in need of today, God. We're praying. Lord God, we're praying on today. That whatever you stand in need of, God, we're praying that whatever they may need, God, that you would give it to them on today, God. Whatever they need, God, we're praying. We're praying. We're praying. We're praying today, God. We love you today, Lord. Anything that they're in need of today, God, we're praying, we're praying. We're asking, God, that you would be with us throughout the remainder of this service today, God. Touch the preacher and the priesthood today, God. Let it hit home for whoever might need it on today, God. Every person in this room today, God, these are your children, God. And you said it, you said in your word that you would never see them begging or their seed begging for money. You would never leave them alone or forsake them. You said that in your word, God. And we know you're not a man that you cannot lie. And we believe that today, God. Oh, God, we're praying that you would just do what you do, God. Be God. Be the head of our lives. Touch us, God. Every step we take, touch us and lead us and guide us. Every step, God. Let every step we take, God, every step that ever needs to take, let it be in your name, God. Let it be in your will, God. Touch this leadership, God. Let no divisiveness come anywhere in them, God. Touch every one of them, God. Lift them up where they're low. Fill them up where they're empty. God, we're praying today and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, y'all, come on, say, in the name of Jesus. I dare you to shout hallelujah in this place. I dare you to shout hallelujah in this place. I dare you to get God's attention and just say hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, 
ministry this morning. Your brother Lowe, thank you for your ministry, your music ministry on the saxophone. Amen. Oh, happy day. Hey, all up in my message today. You can't sing that song if you ain't happy. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I want to speak from the subject, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Minister King has read the scriptures, which is the foundation for this word today. And I want to say simply to Ebenezer, enjoy yourself. Ebenezer, we have seen several pictures of Jesus. In fact, we got one right above our heads. Artists 
over the course of a thousand years have given various representations of Jesus. I have seen pictures or portraits of Jesus in many different forms. When I had the privilege to travel to the Vatican, I saw a unique, unique picture of Jesus smiling. Artists have given us representations of Jesus agonizing in the garden. We've seen representations of Jesus blessing the little children. We've seen him in a triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Naturally, we see him standing at the door knocking. We've seen images of Jesus at Calvary and the resurrection. But Ebenezer, we very seldom see him smiling and laughing. Even the ways that we describe him does not denote any kind of happiness or joy. The suffering servant, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, heart fixer, mind regulator, soul reviver. All of these are true. But none of them bring images of a Jesus who is fun. Today, I want to ask you a question. How much does your Jesus smile? How much does he laugh? Does your Jesus have a sense of humor? Does your Jesus have fun? I would submit to you the proposition that Jesus smiles and laughs more than we give him credit for. Why do you say that, Brother Preacher? Well, I think that sometimes he chuckled to himself when he shut the mouths of his enemies with a very smart and insightful comment. How do you feed 5,000 with a little boy's sack lunch and not smile. H how, do you, how do you raise your best friend Lazarus, your good friend Lazarus, and restore him to his sisters Mary and Martha and not smile? If, if we went to a wedding feast, and he knew how to change water into wine. I submit he knew how to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all ain't ready today. Okay. If he went to, 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 to parties with sinners like the one 
Matthew gave. When he stopped collecting taxes and followed Jesus, he must have known how to enjoy himself. Even if he knew what was ahead of him. When he went into Jerusalem and the whole town is turning out shouting hosannas, uh, I believe you enjoy the moment. They were shouting hosanna. Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. I, I declare, if I walked in here, y'all started saying that, I'd be smiling. What kind of joyful Jesus do you have? The church is a group of baptized believers. Those who've been baptized and believe in Christ. And a, a Christian is defined as someone who is Christ-like. Somebody must be calling in to say amen. amen. We are called to be Christ-like. If, if, if we are following and serving a dead beat Christ, then we will be like the dead beat Christ we serve. But our Christ is not dead beat. So I make my case that, 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 that Jesus was pleasant. Help me somebody. That he was loving. He was a fun-filled person by the fact that children came to him. And I don't know if you've been around children long, but children don't like to come around grumpy, frowning, fussing, mean-spirited, cranky, all-the-time serious preacher. Children were integral to Jesus' life. In fact, he compared life in the kingdom and the personality of a kingdom believer to a child. He sat a child in the midst and said that if you are responsible for causing one of these little ones to stray, it would be better for you that a millstone were hung around your neck and you were cast into the sea. As I read that text, I wanted, I wanted to know where, where did the children come from? Evidently, they were there already. He didn't have to go to get them out of the children's church. Evidently, they were already in the crowd for him to grab one and put it on his knee. And when they were brought to him and the church leader said, don't disturb him, he said, no, let them come. For such belong to the kingdom of heaven. And in the temple, when the people were crying out, Hosanna, it says children were present in the temple. And when the adults, Minister King and leaders, shared that they were offended, 
Jesus quoted Psalms 8 and 2 and said, Haven't you heard and read that out of the mouths of nursing babes and children comes forth perfect praise? And when Jesus was coming up with how he was going to feed 5,000 people, to me that's one of the best stories in the Bible. And I personally think that, that when he looked at the crowd, he said, feed all these people. He probably smiled. Because I'm sure the disciples said, and I'm modernizing it, dude, you want us to feed all these black folks? I'm sure they had this on, on, on their mind. And, and, and we are told, we are told, we are told, a little boy walked up with, with, with an afro or dreadlocks, had five pieces of cornbread and two mullet fish. His pants probably hanging halfway down his butt, but he walked up to the disciples and said, I got something. And when the disciples said, bless his heart, Jesus said, tell them to sit down. And he took the little boy's lunch with cornbread wrapped in wax paper and cellophane and, and the fish wrapped in a louisville foil and gave thanks. Fed the 5,000 and, and then he had the nerve to say, gather up the fragments. Do you mean he believed there was going to be leftover? All he had was five pieces of cornbread and two mullet fish, and, and, and that was enough left for each of the disciples to get a basket full. And that came from this kid. Do you think, Ebenezer, he would have felt free to offer his lunch to a mean-spirited, no-smiling Jesus? There's a question I want to ask some of you. How much joy do you have? How often do you laugh? How much do you smile? When was the last time you had a good old-fashioned, stumped down, belly aching, falling out laugh, or are you always trying to be appropriate? Where is your joy? I wish you could see my vantage point. Where is your joy? I know we've been faithful, but where is your joy? I know that you are dutiful, but where is your joy? I know some of you have title and tenure, but where is joy? I know you've been running for Jesus a long time, and you ain't tired yet. But where is your joy? I know you can read the Bible and quote the book of the Simlin, 
But where is your joy? I know you are upper crust, but where is your joy? I, I know that you got your seat all picked out, and I'm glad to see you here, but where is your joy? I know that you are well known in the convention circles. You've attended some conferences. Where is your joy? You know, there are some people who come to church and they act like it's a sin to laugh and smile. I mean, you, you sit next to them, shake hands and speak to them, and it's like being sitting next to an iceberg. They come in mean. They leave mean. They come in looking for something to criticize. They leave talking about what didn't go to their liking. Where is your joy? You need to point to yourself and say, it's Sunday morning and I'm glad to be in the Lord's house. Well, if that's your testimony, it ought to look like it. And you ought to act like it. Where is your joy? Oh, let, let me do a John Hannah. Turn to your neighbor. Ask them, where is your joy? You can tell that even if they got a mask on, if they answer or won't answer you. To those who are viewing virtually. There are any number of churches in the world that you could have tuned into. And I'm thankful, of course, that you tuned in to us, but where is your joy? You know, when I accepted my call to ministry, and I thought about what a career in ministry would look like, said to myself that I would retire early if I became physically ill and couldn't do my job. See, I saw too many preachers hang on to the very, very last. And so I said, that would never be me. I, I, I would retire if I became mentally and emotionally distressed or ill and couldn't do my job. And, and then I said, I will retire early when I stopped having fun. That's why I'm an eternal optimist. That's why I don't embrace negativity because I'm having fun now. And I hope to have more fun later. Where is your joy? We have to understand that joy is important even as we witness to others. The story is told. There was this man who was a closet alcoholic. He was a respectable businessman and leader in the community in the day, but at night he'd go to his lonely home and drink himself into a stupor and fall into sometimes a very troubled sleep.
sleep. He had even carved out places in his chair where he would sit his Bible while he was watching TV. And Ebenezer's story is told that he reached a point where he recognized he could not hide his demons but so long. So he made a decision that he was going to do something about it. And up the street there was a church. And he saw the people going in and out. And so he decided that he was going to church. And as he entered the church, he waited out in the hall. And he heard them singing some of the great hymns of the church. Heard them singing, we're tossed and driven on the restless sea of time. Somber skies and howling mists often succeed a bright sunshine. In the land of perfect day, when the mists have rolled away, we'll understand it better by and by. We are often destitute of the things that life demands, want of food and want of shelter, thirsty hills and barren lines. We are trusting in the Lord according to God's word. We'll understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand all the ways that God could lead us to that blessed promised land. But he guides us with his eye, and we'll follow him till I die, for we'll understand it better by and by. Temptations, hidden snares, often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for a thoughtful word or deed. And we wonder why the test when we try to do our best, but we'll understand it better by and by. Ebenezer, even though they sang the songs with energy and were upbeat, after listening to the words, he said, these people got as many problems as I do. And he decided to go back home and take another drink. You see, this is how we talk about following Jesus. This is how we mention our Lord. The road is rough. The going is tough. The hills are hard to climb. I started out a long time ago. There is no doubt in my mind, I decided to make Jesus my choice. Now, this is for mature Christians. Why should I follow a Savior whose main appeal is that the road is rough and the going is tough and the hills are hard to climb? Where is your joy? Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Where is your joy? 
You can't walk around with a frowned up face and sit down with servant leaders and imperfect church members and every conversation is negative and doom and gloom and then expect people who don't go to church to come. Why aren't our children and grandchildren here? Maybe it's because all of their lives they've seen joyless, lip poked out, criticizing, unhappy, cross-bearing, burden-wrestling, demon-dealing church people. And that's a part of life, but so is joy. I want to know this morning, are you having any fun? Thank you for last Sunday. We had fun. As we look at 2023, I will submit to you in the road ahead, let's have some fun. Because listen, to the vision of the Lord. Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And before that, the text says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? So don't stress yourself. Don't walk around here with a hung down head. Your father knows what you need, and I'm a witness he will supply. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Here is his vision for us. The thief comes, but to kill, steal, and destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Where is your joy? We're talking about evangelism. It's hard to talk about evangelism if you ain't got no joy. Sometimes you've got to look for joy. Because the truth is you find what you're looking for. <clears throat> My college roommate told me this story years ago said there was a story told of a farmer many of you may have heard this story who hired these two men who were out of work to clean manure I mean y'all know he didn't use that word I ain't got no real folks up in here out of his barn because he planned to sell the manure for fertilizer. I remember Edwin Colvin. Remember when we went 
He was picking up horse manure. Y'all remember that? I remember that. And one of these men constantly complained during the whole job and talked about how heavy it was. He complained how smelly the manure was. He didn't, he didn't know if he could ever get it off of him. And, and then there was the other man who, who was excited, and, and, and the longer he worked, the more excited he became. And, and the farmer looked at him and said, why are you so excited about cleaning out this manure? Uh, the other guy's just complaining all the way, but why are you excited? He said, I'm excited because with all of this manure, there got to be a horse in here somewhere. So I'm saying to you, Ebenezer, every now and then, look around with all this mess. There's got to be a miracle in here somewhere. With all of this grief, there has to be some grace in here somewhere with all of these demons there got to be some deliverance in here somewhere with all of these problems there's got to be provision in here somewhere with all of this stuff there ought to be salvation somewhere with all of this trash there's got to be treasures in here somewhere with all of this worry. There's got to be some winning in here somewhere. For all of this junk, there's got to be some jewels of joy in here somewhere. He did not bring me this far to leave me. He did not bring us this far for us to suffocate. So I'm going to keep on digging because I know that he who began a great work in me will bring it to fulfillment at the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Ebenezer, as I move to my close, how do you keep your joy? You need to look to Jesus. You need to keep your eyes focused on Jesus, not focused on your critics, not focused on your problems, not focused on all the stuff, but keep your eye on Jesus. For that's what the writer of Hebrews was talking about when he said, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Ebenezer, where is your joy? The saints of my childhood used to sing, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. They used to sing this joy that I have 
the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Back in the 70s, Reverend James Cleveland said, I've had my share of life's ups and downs, but God has been good and the downs have been few. Uh, I would guess you can say God has blessed me. Has God blessed anybody in this building today? But there's never been a time in my life uh, he didn't bring me through. If anyone should ever write my life story, for whatever reason there might be, you'd be there between each line of pain and glory because he declared in his pen, Jesus, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Where is your joy? How can you hold your head up when everything is turned against you? Because Jesus is the best thing. When I think about it, I can't help but smile that he is my Savior. And he has brought me, and he keeps me, and he wakes me up. And his grace, his grace is sufficient for me. His grace, and because he is my Savior, I know for a fact that all things work together for the good to them who love him and who are called according to his purpose. That's what the writer was talking about when he wrote what a wonderful change that has been wrought in my life since Jesus came into my heart. I have light down in my soul for which I long have sought since Jesus came into my life. Blood, blood, blood of joy oh my soul like sea yellow rose since Jesus came into my heart do I have a witness this morning I've seen from my wandering and going astray my sins which were many all washed away since Jesus, since Jesus came into my heart, Ebenezer, where's your joy? Wave your hand if you got joy. Joy, God's great joy. Joy, joy, joy down in my soul. Sweet, beautiful, soul-saving joy. Oh, joy. In my soul, I'm so glad I've got joy, the master's joy, the savior's joy, the lily of the valley joy, the alpha and omega joy, joy, where is your joy? Lose that frown, lose that attitude, and speak joy! Thank you. 
going to preach to joyful people. Not mean-spirited. Not upset and criticized. But the joy of the Lord that's down on the inside. Does anybody have joy? Does anybody have joy? Do you need to act like you got some joy?
that will become for us your body that was broken, your blood that was shared, your sacrifice for the remission of sin. We can all shout, oh God, that we are in remission because you paid the price. So God, if there's anything in our minds, hearts, thoughts, that will cause us not to be able to receive these elements, remove it right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We thank you because you decided to die. You decided to die for our sins. You laid down your life. Didn't nobody take it for us. For that we are glad. So we honor your presence and your spirit that is in this place. So we say, now behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. If there's anyone in the building that does not have elements, please raise your hand. There are two in the back. There's two right here in the often as you eat this, you do it in remembrance of me. Take, eat, ye all of it to your comfort. And in like manner, he took the cup of blessings. He said, this cup represents my blood. As often as you drink this, 
you do so in remembrance of me. Drink ye all of it to your comfort. ushers come, you may place the remains of the elements, the vessels in the basket. Let's sing that softly. Now behold the Lamb of God. Now the precious Lamb of God. The precious Lamb of God. mindful of Bible study this Wednesday as we continue our focus on evangelism. As you leave this place, we pray that a spirit of joy will emanate from your countenance. Because the first step to evangelism is having something to be joyful about. And let me just check if anybody is joyful right now. Has has God done anything for you? Yes, sir. Has God done anything for you? Has God done anything for you that you know you could not have done for yourself? We are joyful people. We are loving people. We are children of the living God. I said we are loving people. We are joyful people. We are children of the living God. We are the redeemed of the Lord. And so we ought to say, so we ought to, we ought to pronounce it, we ought to proclaim it to the world. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, to him who's able to present you for his father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory. For now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, go in peace today. Go celebrate your salvation in Jesus the Christ.